Okay, it's time to get up and moving. But not so quick. I do have a couple of thoughts to share first. If you've not been able to see for a long time, this is probably nothing new or particularly interesting for you. I'm sure tempted to skip on past the basics to the good stuff, including phone apps and cool gadgets. I might even suggest a few podcasts specifically for those of us who can't see. But all in good time. First, I need to share a few tips with those of you who recently joined the Can't See Club, and also with those of you who just want to understand how those of us who can't see do what we do. First, a white cane or handy stick of some sort would likely be helpful as you get up and about. I did tell you that I don't know everything about not seeing, or how other people are able to do what they do without seeing, didn't I? Well, this is one of those times. I have never used a white cane and don't actually know how to use one. People who are proficient with a white cane have a skill set that I simply don't have. Nonetheless, if you can't see and get a chance to learn how to use a white cane, go for it, without any hesitation. It would be a good addition to your toolbox. Second, if someone is going to help you get around, they are likely to hold your arm or hand, trying to guide or lead you. This usually doesn't work out very well. Better is for you to hold their arm or touch them. What makes the difference, you ask? That is a great question. It's the difference between being led and following. Following is much easier. With the best of intentions, people holding you will tend to push and pull. When they do, it's hard to know exactly what they want you to do or which direction they want you to go. Much easier is to hold their arm and follow them. I don't think I fully understand the difference well enough to completely explain it, but for me, following is always better. Try it both ways to see which works best for you. Just as an aside, when it comes to getting up and walking around, I have a tip and a caution, but I'm starting with the caution. More often than not, if you bump into something or bang your head, the reason is simple. You started moving before you gave any thought where you are and how to get where you want to be. The next most likely reason for those bumps and bangs is not thinking about where you want to go and how you are doing as you move toward where you want to be. You just start out without any further thought. The point is that you stop paying attention at your own risk. It usually turns out fine, but now and then, you will wish that you had been more attentive. Now that I have gotten this past the preliminaries, let's get to the first tip. Yes. There are quite a few tips and techniques for moving around without seeing, but let's start with what I think is likely principle number one. It's all about the angles. I know, I mentioned that in the last episode of Blind How. Even so, it's really true. I'm going to assume that you want to walk around where you live. We can start inside and save outside for later. You have made a mental map of where you live, haven't you? You need it now. The more detailed your mental map is, the easier moving around will be. The key to walking around without running into things or getting somewhere you didn't want to be is moving from point to point on your mental map, and not trying to go from where you are straight to where you want to be. It actually is as easy as that. As you walk, you know you are at the next waypoint when you touch it with your hand, or perhaps your leg. Keep your hand up so you find the wall or other waypoint before banging into it. It's not necessary to reach out. It's usually enough to just hold your arm up some, with your hand bent forward. 
you only need to walk slowly enough to give yourself a chance to stop once your hand touches the wall, or corner, or perhaps the refrigerator. Here's the deal with those angles. As you walk toward the next waypoint, you can easily miss it, if you don't get the angle right. Take the second it takes to face where you think the waypoint is before starting to walk. If you are facing the waypoint, you need to only walk straight to it, which is sometimes harder than it sounds. You face the waypoint before you start toward it. Based on your mental map, you know about how far it is away. Your skill with getting it right will improve in time. Even so, you won't always end up where you wanted to go. Yes, you can and will become disoriented in your own house or living area. It happens to all of us who can't see. When you do become disoriented, stop. Don't just wander around. Move slowly in one direction until you find something familiar. Reorient yourself, and away you go. If there are people who can see in the area when you get disoriented, they will try to verbally guide you. That usually doesn't work out very smoothly. Better if they quietly tell you where you are? Sure, if they see a hazard, they should stop you from hurting yourself or damaging something. Even so, the best help is for them to just tell you where you are, or usually even better, just wait until you get yourself reoriented. Pro tip, put a rug by the door or perhaps under the coffee table. That gives you a foot guide when you step onto the rug. Also notice where the floor surface changes and add that to your mental map. That's all too much. You're not going to all the bother. It's just a big nuisance. No problem, if you're okay with not getting up and around, or perhaps you don't mind knocking things over, breaking things, and of course, there are all of those bumps and bruises you could've avoided. Even so, it's your call.